everybody. It's your draft queens, Kate Michelle. And we're back with an in-person, live version of Drafts on Drafts this week. Live in my <laughs> living room as I live and breathe. Here we are again, Michelle. It's another episode of Drafts on Drafts. And this one is going to be definitively one of my favorites. I was going to say, uh, so... For those that know what Drafts on Drafts is, we love you. We appreciate you for tuning in. We've done a handful of these at this point. It's one of our favorite things to do as part of the Draft Queens show. Basically, it's Kate and I shooting the shit, having a beer, and over that beer, we're talking about a hopefully timely and interesting sports slash pop culture topic. Kate, since we're in person today, we're actually drinking, we're we're literally like drinking a beer, like together. I was gonna say, this is like, Okay, so here's the thing. This is weird. I love seeing you in person. <laughs> I hate you. drinking with you in person. Well, I don't understand what that means. Because I go off and just, I, bring, I could have 15 beers. So what you're saying is I bring out the best in you. Uh, yeah, or yep. or nope. the booziest just, nope. in me. Just bringing out the best. And I gotta say. Just bringing out the best. So I'm gonna say this for the both of us. Kate and I today are drinking. This is an excellent choice. Thank you. Kate is, Kate is hosting in Brooklyn today and has picked up a wonderful cold day IPA ale from Montauk. I love the Montauk mm. beers. They've got great beers. They have great beers. They have great beers. Keep it in the New York family. That is right. And um, to go along with a great beer, we have a great topic. You're going to be the one that announces the topic because I know from the huddle episode how excited you are to talk about this. Today's episode of Drafts on Drafts is about the match, the match. If you don't know what the match is, we've covered it a couple years in a row, but essentially the match is a golf thing. It's a PGA <laughs> thing, and if you don't know it, don't feel bad. But I will tell you, I think you're going to like it. Uh, because it kind of reminds me, Michelle, of like pay-per-view boxing. Do you know what I mean? It kind of is because it's like one of those like only gonna happen once must tune in events it's not like a season long thing it's literally a singular showdown it's a singular showdown so normally the way that the match goes is that you pair up with a partner and you square off head to head with your partner Mm -hmm. i mean you've heard of all the names that have played in the match and they don't necessarily have to be golfers that's usually Part of the allure. So correct me if I'm wrong. I think the way that it started was a one-on-one showdown between Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson. They had this idea. They wanted to make this into a thing. Obviously, it caught on. They're really freaking smart. And then to like step it up a notch, they said, okay, well, it's great for us to play one-on-one. But what if we bring in some other like big heavy hitter names in sports? And by heavy hitter, I mean Tom Brady. He's been in it a few times. Peyton Manning. Steph Curry. Charles Barkley. Everybody makes fun of Charles Barkley. It's actually really funny. But what a smart idea these guys had. It's First of all, it's a huge moneymaker. Huge, huge moneymaker. But also, it's just like a really, really cool, unique pairing. Like, I feel like every athlete pretty much plays golf in their, like, spare time. But it's not their main sport, you know, like it is for Tiger and Phil. You can't have, you, Tom Brady can't call up Tiger Woods and be like, hey, you want to do a punt pass kick competition? Like, that's not really going to play very well. But they can call up these athletes and be like, 
let's go play a round of golf. There's charity. There's tons of viewers. It's fun. You fuel these rivalries. Um, man, it's, it's genius really. And I'm not even like as big a golf fan as you are. I, I mean, I love the fact that it started off as a one-on-one in the very first iteration of, of the match. And then it paired off, like you said, to different athletes from different sports who really love golf and were playing head to head two on two. Right. Now this year we're taking it back to basics. And the reason that we're doing that is because if you, again, if you have if you live under a dq rock specifically (laughs) usually you have two on two pairs that we have talked about in years past for the match this year there is a very exciting rivalry and that is the rivalry between bryson dechambeau and brooks kepka it depends on there are so many factors Michelle, that fall into, and I would be curious which side that you fall onto between Bryson DeChambeau and Brooks Kepka. but for a little bit of context about why this is a big deal and why it is, like, extremely gossipy right now is essentially, like, Bryson DeChambeau, if I were to explain him to yes. the layman, yes, he is a slow golf player. <laughs> he is, but he is Thoughtful. The easiest way to explain it. He is slow, thoughtful, and he kind of looks... I mean, he's a handsome guy. You've said it. I've said it. It's true. It's true. He's a handsome guy, but he wears like a silly little newsy cap. He walks around and he's all about the technical. But I will mention that the thing about Bryson DeChambeau is that he can launch the ball like no one else. I think we talked about a week oh, yeah. ago or so. Yeah. Yeah. You know when, he, 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 when he played in basically what I dubbed the home run derby of golf. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It is what that is. Yep. So he is one of technically the most sound players. But he hits the ball a ton. He hits the ball further than anyone yeah that's his claim to fame okay so that's one side of the coin yep the other side of the coin is brooks kepka yeah what's his game style he is your classic uh i don't want to call him like a bro but i get the vibes okay. you know <laughs> okay. like he's down to hang he'll have at some point if he's not laser focused like he'll have a beer he'll have a white claw of a high noon like right there Man. on the green wouldn't it be fun if we could have these guys on drafts on drafts just throw I, i'm just gonna manifest it and throw it out there into you, the ether. you might as well but they're like i mean he is probably one of the most similar to bryson who's one of the most pl- followed players on tour as is brooks got it i mean he is like and he's also i think he's a guy's guy and you know what I'm saying? Yeah, of course, of course. I'm just like, I'm curious, like, how, these are, they're, they're really, I mean, I know I'm new to golf, so I don't want to like whatever, but they're, they're sort of like the more, you know, the new school of golf, mm-hmm. right? Like I'm looking at Big it time. like, so like Bryson DeChambeau is not even 30 years old yet. And I imagine that Brooks Kepka is, is in that same world. And I mm-hmm. think like for me as a, as a, you know, very sideline golf fan, golf watcher. It's usually like I'm looking at these guys and I'm like, they're freaking, they're old and it's not exciting and I don't want to watch it. And that's why it's smart that Tiger and Phil thought about this whole thing as making it a little bit more competitive. But these guys are making golf a more interesting sport to watch for a younger audience. Exactly. It's a little bit more trash talky. It's a little bit more shysty. Um, 
there was a point maybe in 2019 where they would not talk to each other on the tour and they refused, even in the Ryder Cup, which just happened a yep. couple a month or two ago, yep. they wouldn't play with each other or they finally said that they would acquiesce and play each other in the Ryder Cup right. because they didn't get along. Right, right, right. That's right. We it, did we did talk about that. Yeah. It is truly it's it's truly a rivalry rivalry of of ages. They're like striking while the iron's hot. It's smart. And, and I don't, you know, I sort of mean that in a lame entertainment fashion because that's part of why they're doing this, right? Like this is going to, yes. this is going to garner gazillions of people watching it and people, you know, yeah. It, it, and the sponsorships are going to be huge. It's, it's, it's a big moneymaker, but it's also like, that's great. That's like hardcore, like rivalry sports. Who doesn't love to see that? I love to see it. And the other thing to note is probably that while it is, Probably like the most dramatic thing that's happened in a while for the PGA Tour or anything PGA or anything golf, honestly. Um, It's probably the most buzzworthy. Yep. It probably is one of the most lucrative for charity. Yes. Like that's fucking dope. Yep. Last year, I know that they raised um, 6.3 million meals for Feeding America. Wow. And... $2.6 $2.6 million for my brother's keeper. I mean, there's plenty of stuff that is going along with this. Right. If there's anything to solidly mention, it's that it is like, for those of you who like fighting and who like <laughs> pay-per-view. That is a great comparison. It's really like the next best thing, yeah. even for like, even for a snoozy sport like golf. I'll say it. I mean, I've never liked golf within the last couple years it's until true. the last couple years. It's true. So um, they're playing it in Las Vegas. It's for the people who are betting. It's for the people who really want to enjoy a head-to-head. And, uh, yeah, it's confirmed now that it's just one-to-one Bryson versus Brooks, unlike other years where they usually double up and play each other 2v2. And it sounds like it's happening, let's see, it looks like November 26th, so uh, right after you've, um, you know, eaten all your turkey you can you watch the football game and then the next day you can continue to come down from the tryptophan and watch the match basically i'm excited that's about smart. That. that's like that's prime that's prime time for this thing so when we talked about this and this was a different scenario this was last year we were talking about the match when we had bryson and tom Right? Was it Bryson and Tom Brady? No, that was Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady. It was Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady, yep. Okay, so... And it was Bryson and Aaron Rodgers. That's right. Yeah. So we had Bryson and Aaron Rodgers... Brooksy was not in it. Brooks Correct. is a new addition. So he's never he's never been on the match stage before. Not that I'm aware of, but yeah. I, I think you're right. stand to be fact-checked. Um, if you had to choose between Brooks Kepka and Bryson DeChambeau in our two-minute warning right here. Because you know how the two-minute warning is. Two-minute warning means the beer's the almost the out. The beer? So you got to have some sort of really intelligent way to end this, which is challenging. I don't watch enough golf, but I will go with the guy that's going to hit the ball further. Not only does he hit the ball further, but he overthinks it. So he can hit the ball a ton, and then he overthinks it to to finalize the hole. I'm going to go with that. God. I And I like the newsy hat. I'm sorry. I like the newsy hat. I'm so... All right. I like it. God, I am so torn that you're picking Bryson because, if I may do a quick anecdote. Of, of as course. I do. As, as, you, I do. as you do. 
So I would say that when I went to um, when I went to a recent tournament, uh, I said hello to both Brooks and Bryson. Yes, yes, yes. We know you're. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you know who said hi to me? Who? Bryson. Ooh. He said hello. He tipped his little newsy cap and he said hello. Does that make me like him better than Brooks Kepka? No. Oh, all right. Okay. It definitely would have made me like him better. It made me teeter. And then I thought, no, I like Brooks Kepka better. He's a bro. He's my guy. He peed in the woods on the 13th <laughs> hole. I saw it happen. I love it. He is like a, yeah, he's, he's got to be the guy. So I will go head to head with you, Michelle. If you want to take Bryson, I'll take Brooks. Dare I say, and I mean this in a nice way, they're sort of, I will find the best way to say this. Are you going to chirp them? No, they're like taking the chip off the shoulder of golf. Yes, that's right. It kind of like strips down the, I don't know, like the highfalutin, like, right. Right, like only the, the richest, most proper people can get on the golf course like, and play God, golf. Like, done with that shit. So maybe, the, I mean, as opposed, you know, in addition, I should say to bringing golf to like a younger audience and getting people excited about it. They're also just like probably opening it up to more people to be like, hey, you know what? Like those guys are like kind of my kind of people. And like maybe I could play golf too. Or maybe I'm not saying you're going to be in the match with Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson, but like just get on the course and play. Mm -hmm. It's like I think it's good for the sport at large to have some more like down to earth, normal people that are playing your sport. That is exactly it. And it has never been like this, which honestly is part of the reason that I've started watching golf over the last three years. I dig it. I actually remember, I will leave you with this quick antidote before the end of this episode. I remember, don't don't quote me on the date, but when, when quarantine and COVID first hit and all of the sports basically had a shutdown, you couldn't watch yep. any sports. It was like as if life wasn't already depressing. Now you can't even watch a sport. We don't get nice things anymore. Right. So I remember one of the first things that aired during all of the quarantine time was the match with Peyton and Tom. And like, I remember very vividly, like being like, I cannot wait to watch this. And my husband's like, you don't watch golf. And I go, I know, but it's sports and it's a competition and I can watch it. It's so true. And it was one of the first things that was my first foray into the match until you and I kind of like talked about it a little bit more. But that was the first thing that I watched, like in a world where in a world where there are no sports being played. Don't write nice things anymore. Exactly. And like that introduced introduced me to it. So it's it's just all to say the whole thing is like, I personally think really well done. I am not in the golf demographic. I am outside of, a, of the, the golf fandom, but that brought me in a couple of years ago. Now you've got like some of these other, you know, names, this one-on-one yeah. showdown. Like they're doing a really good job, like pulling new people in to a sport that they probably wouldn't have watched otherwise. I think that is so, 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 so correct. And a lot of people I know associated with the same thing. Like that's kind of what happened in their quarantine experience as well. Um, I, I, I know that this drafts on drafts is preemptive though. Yes. This is not happening until November. So, so what? If you think this is the end of the coverage on golf, (laughs) you're you're wrong. wrong. You're wrong. (laughs) And with that, 
that's all I have to say. I mean, I'm really excited about it, and I love that we're bringing it home to a larger and wider audience because it's a little drama-filled, and it's fun. But with that being said, this is not all we have for you this week. Michelle, you know it. We have week six fantasy football coverage coming up this Friday uh, at 8 a.m. If you're looking to figure out who you should start and sit in your lineup, you know where to find us. Wherever your earballs are most titillated, get on those feeds, download those apps, and listen to us. But that being said, this is not the end of golf coverage, fortunately and unfortunately. And we will look forward to talking to you foremost about football this coming Friday. 